0: welcome to this week's presentation with scott Tool. we are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from god's word now speaking from rosedale baptist church in baltimore maryland here's pastor Toole. well sure i'm glad you came out this morning to be a part of a place you can call home and that's the title of our series a place to call home uh, where people walk in love and so whether you came out or are looking in Uh, If you haven't received uh, in here, in-house, your uh, packet of elements, this is probably your last time. It'll be in the middle of the sermon uh, that we observe, we partake of uh, the Lord's Supper. And I know that uh, many, many were distributed for those uh, that are looking in. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5 eventually. We're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4. And, uh, of course, we've been looking at how the uh, imperatives, what we do, Uh, The imperatives, 4 through 6, are built on and based upon the indicatives, chapter 1 through 3. Who we are is the foundation and the fountain from which flows what we do. And I want to kind of uh, 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 reposition that. Uh, Because of the seat that we have in Christ, here's how we're to walk with Christ. Because of the seat we've been given, 1 through 3, Here's how we're to walk uh, in the way, uh, chapter four through six. And of course, we understand, this is review. uh, We have a heavenly seat. We have a heavenly seat in in chapter two. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Uh, And so he made us to do that. That's who we are. That's what he's done. Uh, That's our identity, uh, the foundation. And so uh, we have a heavenly seat, but we also have a close seat. Uh, Ye who were sometimes afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. A heavenly seat, a close seat, an unobstructed seat. He broke down the middle wall of partition between us. Hey, if you're saved, you have the best seat in the house, if you're saved. Uh, If you're saved, a child of God, uh, he's made you to sit in Christ uh, in heavenly places, and because of our heavenly seat, chapter 4, we should have a holy walk. Because of who we are, our heavenly seat, Uh, We should have a, what we do, a holy walk. Look at verse 1. I therefore, because of 1 through 3, because of the indicatives, because of what he's done for us, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy. That ye walk worthy. Because of our heavenly seat, we should have a holy walk. Because of our heavenly seat, uh, we should have a, a holy walk. Because of who we are in Christ, this is what we do for Christ. Our seat, heavenly. Our walk, holy. Look down at verse number 17. This I say therefore, there it is again, because of one through three, here's how you walk. Because of where we sit, here's how you walk. Walk worthy, verse 17. I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not, Walk not as other Gentiles walk. That's not who you are. You're a Christian, first and foremost. Uh, You're not a Gentile, uh, first and foremost. Walk not uh, as other Gentiles walk. And so uh, we have a worthy walk. We should not have a worldly walk. Uh, But again, it's based on where we sit, heavenly. That's how we walk, holy. Uh, It's based upon our seat, wonderful, uh, our walk, should be worthy. And so, uh, I do think it's interesting that 1 through 3, it only talks about uh, our seat. Uh, And then in 4 through 6, you're going to see that word, walk, 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 uh, all throughout. In fact, in our text, chapter 5, look at verse number 1. Be therefore, there it is again, it's based upon who we are. It's based upon our seat being heavenly. Uh, Be therefore, because of that, followers of God as dear children, and walk in Say that, walk in love. Look down at verse number 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, we're in chapter 5, verse 8, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. And so verse 1, walk in love. Uh, Verse number 8, walk in light. Uh, Look at verse number 15. See then that ye walk circumspectly, or in learning, in learning. Uh, Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And so, uh, again, uh, it's all based on where we sit, heaven. This is how we walk, holy. Uh, In fact, if you take notes, put down point number one, if you will, uh, because of who we are in Christ, because of what we've been given uh, by Christ, because of where our seat is uh, in the heavens. Point number one, walk in love. Walk in love. And by the way, Doesn't our society need that today? Walk in love. Walk in love. Now understand, it's not a love that we make up or a love that we manufacture. Look at verse 1. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us as Christ. Put down underneath that, love is to be enthroned or he's the example of that love. He's the example. Walk in love as Christ, as Christ also hath loved us. Also hath loved us. The reason that by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love, if ye have love one for another. Hey, the reason that's the distinguishing characteristic is because the love of Christ is infinitely greater than any love we could manufacture Uh, ourselves it's a core uh, of who we are Uh, it it's he's a quintessential example uh, of the love that we give God is love if you want to put it down underneath that put down it's a divine love Uh, it's a divine love the love that we should have for each other uh, the love that we should have for the lost uh, the love that we should show the world it's a divine love walk in love as Christ uh, as Christ he's God he's God God is love Uh, As Christ also hath loved us. It's a what? It's a divine love. It's a what? It's a divine love. In fact, uh, we've already seen it in chapter 4 where he says, uh, Be kind, uh, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Boy, that divine love is a love that forgives. That divine love is a love that forgives. Uh, We're going to see it again in chapter 5 where it says, Husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave uh, and gave uh, Himself for it. Uh, a divine love is a love that forgives. A divine love is a love that that gives. But then we see again in Romans fifteen, wherefore receive ye one another as Christ, uh, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Uh, yes, a, a divine love is one that forgives. Yes, a, a divine love is a, is a love that, that gives. But a divine love is also a love that receives. It's also a love that includes. Boy, it's not something natural that we just drum up, that uh, we just manufacture, that uh, in our emotions, in our flesh. No, it's a divine love from God that we project to other people. Uh, I like how 1 John, uh, uh, John 13 put it when Christ said, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. It's a divine love. Uh, It's a divine love. That's why Colossians, and above all these things, put on charity. Oh yes, a lot of important things. But above all these things. Put on charity, which is bond, love, love, uh, which is the bond of perfectness. If you've ever uh, read Charles Sheldon's book, In His Steps, uh, it's, what, it's where was birthed, that whole WWJD movement, WWJD, what would Jesus do? I think it's a good thing, that, that what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Bracelets, buttons, shirts, WWJD. Recently, uh, there's been an answer to that question, Uh, It's H-W-L-F. Those that have uh, those W-W-J-D bracelets have added another one that says uh, H-W-L-F. And to that question, what would Jesus do H-W-L-F? He would love first. He would love first. Uh, And the kind of love we need in marriage, the kind of love we need in church, the kind of love we need for the world uh, is a divine love, but it's also, number two, write it down, it's a dying love. Not only a Divine love, but also a dying love. Look at verse 2. And walk in love as Christ, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself. He's given himself for us. Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He purchased the church, us, with his blood. It's a Christ kind of love, but it's also a cross. Kind of love. Listen, uh, so many times we'll think that our allergies, that's my cross, or that uh, our financial tightness, that's my cross. Uh, It's not a cross unless someone is benefiting from the suffering you're going through, it's always vicarious. It's always vicarious that when we willingly, voluntarily sacrifice for another, for someone else. When we suffer so someone else can be blessed. When we do without so someone else can have, then it's a cross. And so uh, the kind of love we need is a divine love. The kind of love we need is a dying love. Verse 2 again. Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us, for us, Well, until we realize it was his life for us. It was him for us. That was my cross that he died on. That's what I deserve. He gave his life for us. Uh, Until I get that, I won't live for others. I won't give to others. I won't uh, have a love for others uh, until I realize what he did was for us. For us. For us. By the way, look at it in verse 2 again. As he points back, back back-references what kind of a love it is, a dying love. Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us, look at it, an offering and a sacrifice. An offering and a sacrifice. It's back-referencing Leviticus, that burnt offering, that sin offering, that peace offering, that trespass offering, that that meal offering, especially the animal ones, the animal ones that were totally consumed, that were entirely, completely consumed, the burnt offering, uh, the sin offering. Uh, He was made to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He died for us. He was made that sin offering uh, of Leviticus, that burnt offering. Uh, Leviticus, wait for a minute. Think about the horror and brutality of that animal sacrifice uh, in the Old Testament. That's how we'll learn all that he went through uh, when we imagine that violent resistance uh, and that bloody bellowing of that animal as they were uh, about to sacrifice him. Uh, uh, Imagine if you would... Uh, That animal being butchered, literally butchered. Uh, It would have been a slaughterhouse. That sensory overload of the spurting blood. uh, That feeling of the animal being pulled apart. uh, And the sensory overload, the nose as it's assaulted by the smell of burning flesh. And burning skin. And burning bones. Not even to go into the emotional and spiritual impact when we realize it's my sin that did that. It's my sin that caused that. He died for me, for my sin. That animal sacrifice annually, that animal sacrifice continually. But then Christ, once and for all, it is finished. He did that for me. And a lot of times we imagine that he was forced to do that. You realize that the animals of the Old Testament were forced to do that. Uh, they would have been tied down uh, to that altar. Uh, Bind the sacrifice with cords, even under the horns of the altar, Psalm 118. But listen, our sacrifice wasn't forced. Our, our sacrifice uh, wasn't tied down. He willingly went. He was born to die. Uh, he came into the world knowing full well uh, he'd have to give his life uh, like an animal, like that sacrifice. And someone would say, oh, oh!" Uh, but, but they bound his hands and led him to Caiaphas's hole. Uh, you really think it was the ropes that forced him to die on the cross? Y- you remember prior to that, right, when uh, he said to those soldiers, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he gave that God phrase, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Uh, I am the light of the world. Uh, I am the resurrection of life. Uh, I am the bread of life. Uh, That God phrase when he said, I am he, they went back and fell down. They were blown away. Listen, his word has so much power uh, that that they had nothing they could do uh, until he willingly, yes, willingly, let them bind him uh, and then lead him. They had no control over him. John chapter 10. I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down on myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. It was a divine love, but it was a dying love. But ultimately, it was a delightful love. Look at two again. We're still in verse number two. And walk in love, walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. A sweet-smelling savor. Boy, it was delightful because that's what reconciled us to God. Uh, It was delightful because that's what paid the cost of our sin. Uh, It was delightful because of that. Boy, that burnt offering, the offerer would identify with that animal placing his hands uh, on the head of that bullock or uh, of that sheep, depending on the offering. Uh, now, atonement, it was the high priest, but most of the offerings, the offerer would put his hands on that, that, that offering, uh, identifying, uh, understanding that, that this, you, are, are my sacrifice. My sin did this. Uh, I'm identifying that this pays. Uh, I'm identifying, associating that that this personally Personally, this is my sacrifice. uh, And he is our sin offering. Uh, Our our sin offering uh, in Christ. Uh, My sins uh, laid Christ on him. My sins drove him to the cross. Uh, It was necessary for my sins to cause him to die on the cross for me to ever be reconciled. So for a minute, I want to pray this in. Well, I, I truly want to get a hold of this personally, that my sacrifice, he's my sacrifice. He's my sacrifice. You've been given a packet. And, and in silence, we're going to take the Lord's Supper. I'm going to read a few verses and then give you time to personalize it. Give you time to identify with it. He died for me. He died For me, by the way, uh, until you're saved, you shouldn't take the Lord's Supper until you're saved. Uh, And that's what that personal identification is. Well, he died. It was his body. It was his blood. He died for my sins. He died. Uh, I'm associating. I'm uh, identifying. Uh, When you personally place your faith in him, the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel, what he did for you with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, trusting him, believing in him. But listen, the Lord's Supper is us going back time and time again, reminding ourselves that it was him. It's him. In Corinthians The Lord Jesus, that same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And of course, there's going to be two plastic layers. The first one will expose the wafer to take. This is my body broken for you. This is my body broken for you. I think Isaiah put it well when he said, His visage was marred more than any man on the cross, and his form more than the sons of man. That scourging that ribboned and furrowed his flesh. And then after that scourging, they put that crown of thorns on his head, that reed, driving it down, mocking, kneeling, hail, king of the Jews, spitting upon him. They put that bag over his head, beating him time and time again. If thou be the Christ, if thou be the Christ, prophesy uh, who it is that hit you, and then the nails. The cross. His body broken for us. It goes on to say, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Well, let's take a couple of minutes and and personalize. Identify. Jesus, you did this for me. You did this for my sins for my salvation. Lord, thank you for your broken body. Thank you for taking my scars and my suffering and my cross. Lord, we love you. Lord, thank you for your shed blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We would not have our sins remitted, forgiven, covered. He's the propitiation, the covering of our sins, not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. He shed his blood to pay for us. Lord, thank you for your shed blood. thank you for that love that gave yourself an offering and a sacrifice it's unimaginable no matter how many movies try to portray that suffering, that passion we'll never fully understand it God dying for man creator God dying for his sinful creation but it's in that context where verse 2 says Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor because of that. Walk in love. Because of that, walk in love. Where the love we have for each other and the love we have for the lost pales in comparison to the love that He, he showered down upon us. For scarcely for a righteous, righteous Man will one die, yet peradventure for a good, a good man. Some would even dare to die, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Walk in love. Uh, Put down number two. Number one, love is to be enthroned. That's Christ. That's Christ because of that. Uh, this pointing back to what he did for us, this pointing back to what God's grace made us, who we are in Christ. Because of that, number two, lust is to be dethroned. Lust is to be dethroned. Uh, In the same manner that that one through three is the foundation, one through three is the fountain from which flows four, five, uh, and six. Uh, And here God's reminding us of that when he says in verse three, But fornication, pornea, immorality, adultery, premarital sex, extramarital sex, uh, the word that pornography comes from, fornication, all uncleanness, a general sense of uh, of iniquity and impurity uh, and covetousness, that lust for money. Let it not be once named among you as become a saint. Listen, if all we're trying to do is keep the rules and stop doing that, and stop doing that, uh, it's going to be frustrating, but when we realize all He's done for us, Christ, that carnality should should melt away. As we focus on Him, as we focus, He that hath this hope in Him purifieth Himself, even as He is pure. And so, where love is enthroned, Christ, lust is to be dethroned. Our carnality for. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Lord, thank you for dying for me. Lord, thank you for shedding your blood for me. Lord, thank you for making me. And and, and by the way, notice that entwined in this, he's still reminding us. Look at verse number one. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, that's who I've made you. I've made you. Uh, you're, you're his sons. You're his sons. He's made us his sons. And then verse 3, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. We're his sons. We're his saints. He's made us as. That. That's who we are if we're saved. Uh, and then verse 5, for This ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, he's the king, the kingdom of Christ and of God, because we're his citizens. Well, he made us that, his sons. He made us that, his saints. He made us that, his citizens. I've already made you sons. I'm your father, he would say. I've already made you saints. I'm your savior, uh, he would say. I've already made you citizens. I'm your king. Now that you have all of that, don't let fornication and uncleanness and covetousness be once named uh, among you. There's a stark contrast between God's love and our lust. God's love and our lust. Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. Uh, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. They don't coexist. Love not the world. Walk in love as Christ. And if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father. Set your affections, set your affections, love, love, set your affection on things above. And so it's all that contrast of when you realize what he did, when you realize who you, who, who you are in Christ, boy, that's when it's very easy to, to let that, that carnality just melt away from you. Verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things come of the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Uh, be not ye therefore partakers with them. And so because of all that I've made you, because I've made you to sit, walk in love, walk in love. Uh, because I've, I've made you to sit in Christ. Number two, walk in light. Quickly, walk in light. Look at verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now... Uh, Are ye light in the Lord? Walk as children of light. I love the fruit of it. Uh, Letter A. Uh, I love the fruit of it. Verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Fruit of the Spirit, how is that light? Hey, when you're living uh, with the fruit of the Spirit being displayed, in this dark and hateful world, you're going to shine brightly for the glory of God. Because the world doesn't have love, it has hate. The world doesn't have joy, it has gloom. The world doesn't have peace, it has unrest. It doesn't have long-suffering, it has a quick temper. It doesn't have gentleness, it has abuse. It doesn't have goodness, it has manipulation. It doesn't have faith, it has fear. It doesn't have meekness, it has pride. It doesn't have temperance, it has self-indulgence. And when we're walking as children of light uh, with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, we're going to shine uh, as light in a crooked and perverse nation because ye are the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world. Uh, uh, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it light on all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men as you love, as you rejoice as you forgive as you're patient as you're temperate as God works through you to display those the fruit of it number 2 the fellowship of it look at verse 11 and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them uh, rather reprove them for it is a shame even to speak of those things that Foolish jesting, back-referencing that. Uh, even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. I walk in love. The love of God, the lust of the world can't coexist. Uh, the, the light of God, the darkness of the world can't coexist. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And this is the condemnation, the light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light. Their deeds are evil for it. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. And so, walk in light, the fruit of it, the fellowship of it. But then put down number three, the focus for it. The focus for it. 13, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light for Whatsoever doth make manifest is light. 14, wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Awake out of sleep, Romans 13. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Boy, he is light. He is love. In him was life, and the life was the light of the world. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, Christ, that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Walk in his love. Walk in his light. And then lastly, number three, walk in learning. Walk in learning. Getting to know him personally, personally, walking with him, walk in love, verse 2, walk in uh, light, uh, verse number 8, and now verse 15, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise in learning, in learning, redeeming the time because the days are evil, learning, getting to know him in a greater way. Uh, My wife and I, for our, I think it was our 15th anniversary, um, went to Niagara Falls. How many in here have ever been to Niagara Falls? And Uh, Niagara Falls was crowded when we went. It was pre-COVID. It was crowded when we went, and uh, there was people packing the tourist centers and botanical gardens and packing Ripley's, believe it or not, and the casinos, and she told me I had no idea, but then uh, uh, packing the Guinness Book of World Records and the IMAX theater, the souvenir shops, the the libraries that spoke on the Niagara uh, information and data, Uh, and when Shara and I spent the bulk of our time at the actual Niagara Falls, there wasn't a whole lot of people. Well, I wanted to hear the roar of the falls. I wanted to have the mist of of the Niagara Falls uh, to wash over me, to, to personally sense what that was all about. It wasn't just for me about getting a book and reading about it. It wasn't just for me about the IMAX, seeing a movie about it. Hey, I wanted to personally be there and sense that. So many people approach their Christianity the same way. Boy, if I could just get a little more information about Christ, and then, uh, you know, I, 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 the souvenir shops, I, I have that fish sticker, that, that bumper sticker, that W, Wait, I want a souvenir shop, and I, I, I want uh, any, any of the facts and any of the information that I can get, uh, but, but I have found in the same way that that crowd narrows being at the actual falls, uh, I have found that that crowd narrows being at the feet of Christ. You know, the attendance that I'm worried about at Rosedale Baptist Church is not the Sunday morning attendance. It's not even the Wednesday night attendance. The attendance that I'm focused on at Rosedale Baptist Church are Monday morning around the throne of God, the throne of grace. How many people from Rosedale Baptist Church are bowing at the feet of Christ, are personally worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, identifying with him, uh, identifying, uh, associating with Him. Uh, you're my Savior. You're my, my Savior, my King. Boy, you're my Savior. You're my King. When we get this, we'll be able to walk in love. When we truly absorb this, we'll be able to walk in light. And when we truly understand this, boy, we'll want to spend more time The more time I spend with Christ, the more time I want to spend time with Christ. The more time I spend reading his word, the more time I want to spend reading his word. And so this time around the table, in the middle of the sermon, uh, again is a reminder of all that he did for us, and that's why we walk like this. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.